Hi everyone, and welcome to Truth Over News. We've told you about the fraudulent Proximal Origin paper. That's the paper that came out of Anthony Fauci's secret teleconference with the purpose of elevating the fake natural origin narrative and dismissing a lab origin for COVID. We've told you how the authors of that paper magically changed their views overnight after talking to Fauci. And we told you how Fauci awarded huge grants in the many millions to at least two of the paper's lead authors. You might have thought that everything about Proximal Origin had been said, and that's certainly what we thought. But now there's a new shocking twist. In a recent show, we looked at how a trove of private text messages from the authors of the fraudulent Proximal Origin paper revealed that they had very different private views on the origin of the pandemic than the ones they propagandized in Proximal Origin. We also criticized House Republicans for concealing these private text messages. Well, soon after our show aired, House Republicans gave a huge batch of these messages, 303 pages worth to be exact, to an independent reporter who then published the entire batch. As we predicted, the entire batch is even worse than the messages we had previously unearthed. They show how day after day and month after month, even long after the fraudulent Proximal Origin paper was published, the authors were privately discussing the lab origin scenario which their paper so categorically dismissed. Because we've already told that part of the story, we won't examine all the new messages at length. Here's just one example of a message that had not been previously released. On April 16th, 2020, which was a month after Proximal Origin was published, and it was also the day on which President Trump announced that COVID probably came out of a Wuhan lab, well, Proximal Origin's lead author, Christian Anderson, texted his co-authors on that day. We also can't rule out engineering for basic research. The next day, Anthony Fauci took to the White House podium to refute Trump's assertion by claiming that scientists had written a paper that proved that COVID came from nature. The paper that Fauci invoked was the Proximal Origin paper in which Anderson and his co-authors boldly declared that no lab origin scenario was plausible. In private, they were saying the exact opposite. Unsurprisingly, the fact that the authors lied and the fact that this has now been proven beyond any doubt led to calls for the fraudulent paper to be taken down. After all, the journal Nature Medicine, one of the most prestigious scientific journals on the planet, couldn't possibly allow a demonstrably false study to remain on his website, right? Wrong. Such is the state of modern scientific publishing that instead of taking the obvious step of retracting the paper, the journal Nature Medicine decided to circle the wagons for the proximal origin frauds. So how did they excuse the inexcusable? Well, this is where it gets absolutely crazy. In a statement, the editor-in-chief of Nature Medicine said that Proximal Origin wasn't subject to removal because it wasn't a study in the first place. It was just someone's opinion. Incredible as it may seem, that really happened. After being told for three and a half years that Proximal Origin was the final word on COVID's origin, we are now told 
that is now that the authors have been exposed as frauds, that the whole thing was just an opinion piece. No biggie. Everyone just needs to move on. Well, let's take a look at how that supposed opinion piece was portrayed before the authors were exposed as frauds. Why don't we start with Nature Medicine, the journal that now claims that the whole thing was just some random letter to the editor type thing, not a research paper. Well, guess what Nature, the parent company of Nature Medicine, tweeted out on the day that Proximal Origin was published. Yes, you guessed it, they authoritatively tweeted out the conclusion of the fraudulent Proximal Origin paper. Strangely, there's no mention of this just being some guy's opinion, which is what they now claim. Anyone who saw that tweet at the time would have concluded that Nature was talking about actual science, not a letter to the editor. But it gets even worse. The editor-in-chief of Nature magazine, a guy called Zhao Montero, also tweeted on the day that the fraudulent Proximal Origin paper was published, and he wasn't satisfied with just repeating the paper's fraudulent conclusion, no, he went the whole nine yards. Let's put conspiracy theories about the origin of SARS-2 to rest and help to stop spread of misinformation. Great work from Christian Anderson, COVID-19. Again, does that sound like the editor-in-chief of Nature Medicine was just sharing someone's opinion, or does it sound more like the editor-in-chief of Nature Medicine misleading his readers into thinking that what he now calls a mere opinion was actually a super-duper serious science study? The editor-in-chief promoted the paper. He said that it put to bed lab leak conspiracy theories, and he called it great work. But now he refuses to retract the paper by claiming that it was just an opinion. Sorry, that doesn't fly. But okay, let's play devil's advocate for a moment. Let's just say that it was just an opinion and should be allowed to stand. Well, even if the fraudulent Proximal Origin paper was just an opinion, it wasn't an honestly held opinion. The opinion that was communicated, again, this is just assuming that it was an opinion, which it wasn't, well, what was communicated was that we do not believe that any type of lab-based scenario is plausible. And that's just not true. Opinion or no opinion, the authors did not believe that no lab scenario was plausible. Their text messages prove beyond any doubt that before, during, and after the drafting of Proximal Origin, they all thought that a lab leak was highly likely or at least distinctly possible. Anderson said, the main issue is that accidental escape is in fact highly likely. It's not some fringe theory. Rambo said that the virus could easily have leaked out of a lab. Gary said that any grad student could have inserted the furin cleavage site, the part that makes the virus so virulent in humans. Holmes said, let's face it, unless there's a whistleblower from the Wuhan lab who is going to defect and live in the West under a new identity, we are never going to know what happened in that lab. Never. By the way, he said this long after Proximal Origin was published. We could go on and on. There are dozens of messages that show beyond any doubt that even if Proximal Origin was not a science paper but just an opinion piece, the authors did not actually hold the opinion which they expressed in the piece.
And the effect of what these guys did to public discourse, and these guys includes both the authors and the science journal editor, is absolutely massive. Let's have a look at how what we are now told was just an opinion piece was portrayed in the media for the past three and a half years. Let's start with Fauci. As we already mentioned, immediately after President Trump said that the virus likely came out of the Wuhan lab, Fauci stepped up to the White House podium and declared that proximal origin had ended all debate. The virus came from nature. And then there's the Scripps Institute, the place where lead author Christian Anderson works. They put out a breathless press release stating that COVID was the product of natural evolution according to findings published today in the journal Nature Medicine. The analysis of public genome sequence data from SARS-2 and related viruses found no evidence that the virus was made in a lab or otherwise engineered. By comparing the available genome sequence data for known coronavirus strains, we can firmly determine that SARS-2 originated natural processes," said Christian Anderson. Again, does this sound like an opinion, or were they selling this as scientific research? And then there's NIH head Francis Collins, the man on whose watch US taxpayer money was given to the Wuhan lab to conduct reckless bat virus experiments. Collins wrote a breathless article on a government website stating that a new study provided scientific evidence that the novel coronavirus arose naturally. The reassuring findings are the result of genomic analyses conducted by an international research team partly supported by NIH, adding that this study leaves little room to refute a natural origin for COVID-19. Again, there's that word study, which Nature Medicine now says it wasn't, just some guy's opinion. By the way, Collins failed to disclose that he was instrumental in getting Proximal Origin drafted in the first place. That's massively dishonest as well. And then there's Jeremy Farah, the World Health Organization's current chief scientist and former pharmaceutical trust director. He told USA Today that Proximal Origin was the most important research on the genomic epidemiology of the origin of this virus to date. So the WHO's chief scientist says it's a super important study, but it's really just an opinion piece, right? And of course, there's also the Washington Post. They loudly proclaimed that Collins' claim about natural origin was corroborated by research. And they also claimed that proximal origin was peer-reviewed. It actually failed peer review. The Los Angeles Times claimed proximal origin is a seminal paper. Foreign policy called proximal origin an exhaustive study. Science News claimed that a genetic analysis had shown that COVID came from nature. National Geographic authoritatively cited Proximal Origin's genomic analyses to proclaim that COVID was totally natural. So-called fact-checking site PolitiFact got in on the act as well, using Proximal Origin to declare on their truth-o-meter that COVID was natural. There are many, many more examples of this. All you need to do is search for news articles on proximal origin. But the bottom line remains the same. Nature magazine might now claim that this was just an opinion, but they knew exactly what 
they were doing. They allowed a paper that had failed peer review to be published under the category of correspondence, thereby bypassing all the rules of academic rigor, while at the same time promoting the paper as the last word on COVID origins. In fact, proximal origin did not meet any of the criteria of a correspondence in Nature magazine. But who cares? That's where it needed to be in order to then pump it out as propaganda. So why does all this matter? It matters not just because academic fraud is a bad thing, but because there were real life consequences to this fraud. Very bad things happened because of the false natural origin narrative. You see, once it was known that this was another SARS virus, everyone assumed it was going to behave like a SARS virus. But it didn't. Recall that no one in the United States died of the original SARS, but SARS-2 was extremely virulent from day one and spread like wildfire. Natural viruses don't do that. They need time to adapt to human cells and human transmission. That just wasn't the case here. And that's because the virus was made in a lab. As Deborah Burks infamously and very, very belatedly admitted, this thing came out of the box ready to infect because it was pre-adapted to humans in a lab. If that had been known instead of covered up, the entire pandemic would have taken a very different path. Mitigation measures such as contact tracing, hand hygiene, disinfection and of course lockdowns would have been known to be totally useless. The response would have instead looked a lot more like the Great Barrington Declaration, which focused on protecting the vulnerable. The fraudulent proximal origin paper was absolutely instrumental in preventing those things from happening. Not to mention the financial implications in terms of reparations for a lab-made virus that cost the planet millions of lives and tens of trillions of dollars. Proximal origin must now be retracted as a very small first step to ensuring that such a giant fraud never happens again. Nature magazine, as we have seen, is resisting this, but hopefully not for too long. The evidence for this fraud is just too overwhelming. Thanks for joining us in today's episode of Truth Over News.